Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. This is Sue Meyer. Today we're going to talk about meningitis. I cannot stress enough. I know I've talked about it over and over again on different podcasts, but there's getting to be so many podcasts out there now that if people jump on you know, and they're just now starting to listen, they're not going to have time to go back and listen to all those podcasts or, you know, <laughs> even if they, you know, that is if they even want to. But anyway, the point is the other, a few weeks ago, we put a podcast up about Belladonna and I'm really excited that we did that. And I'm sure I talked about meningitis in that podcast, but I'm going to tell a story today and we're going to talk about meningitis solely. All right. I was reminded the other day how important it is that everyone understand this disease because you hear about it in the news or you hear about it, you know, from at the doctor's office and it's so deadly, you know, in the medical field. And so I just want to reiterate again, folks, you need to know about belladonna and meningitis. And we'll see belladonna, of course, is the great viral interrupter. So when it comes to meningitis, there are two kinds of meningitis in the sense that Meningitis simply means it's inflammation of the meninges of the brain. So they can test you for it. They can, with a spinal tap, if it's bacterial, it will show up in that spinal fluid. If it's viral, it's not going to show up in there, but that doesn't mean that you can't die from it. Fact is, more people die from viral meningitis today than we really, numbers, they don't put the numbers out there because they can't protect you against it. See, they they immunize for everything else, but they cannot protect anyone from viral meningitis. And so if you get viral meningitis, and there there again, it just is spread through the, the, the nasal secretions, saliva, touch, and so they can't protect you from that. So if you get this and you go to the hospital, they're going to quarantine you. They're going to hit you with antibiotics, which when your body's already trying to fight a virus and they hit it with antibiotics, it plummets that the body's ability to even be able to heal because it's killing off all the the good bacteria as well. So it interrupts that, that whole process that your body is trying to work on to kill this bad virus. Anyway, (laughs) <laughs> so the viral meningitis you can get in any way, you know, like just uptown at the grocery store. And we're exposed to it all the time. It's just that a healthy body won't get it. Do you see what I'm saying? So if you're really, really healthy and you're strong, you've been exercising, you get your fresh air, you breathe out all the bad air every day and in the good air, and you're just strong mentally, morally, physically, you're not going to get it. Uh, Some people might get it and they would only have like a severe headache for a few hours and then the body's able to get control of it and kick it out. A lot of people who have um, really bad headaches and they think they're getting sick and then it just simply goes away, they actually fought off meningitis. When I had meningitis back, oh golly gee, 20 some years ago, and they quarantined me, I had bacterial meningitis. And so I responded to the antibiotics very, very quickly. But remember, I had bacterial meningitis has to enter the body through an open wound. So I accidentally poked myself in the eye with my mascara tube. You know, I was 
probably yelling at one of the kids. <laughs> Just stop fooling around over there. Bam, hit myself in the eye. And it was awful. I went to the eye doctor. I had a terrible eye infection. Went to the doctor. He gave me drops. But by but the bacteria was already in my body. You see what I'm saying? It lay dormant for two months. And then I, when my immune system lowered below a certain point, I was working nights, then I actually became symptomatic and got very, very sick. So, and, and like I said, the headache was so severe that I had put sunglasses on and I stuffed washcloths in between, down in front of the, in front of my eyes, between the, my eyes and the sunglasses, just so it was completely black. And then I took shooting ear muffs, you know, for shooting, and I put them over my ears and it, it was still not enough. And I laid in a dark room and I would throw up and then I would fall asleep and the fever, I had a horrible fever. You, you can't stand any jarring. It was, it was unbelievable. I didn't know what meningitis was at the time. Okay. But anyway, like I said, I realized later that the meninges, what happens is that inflammation of the whole brain lining becomes inflamed. And so even the slightest noise, jar, light becomes a million times more painful. So like I said, I had bacterial meningitis and a lot of like babies will get it in the hospital even from the, through the umbilical cord, um, injection sites from vaccinations. My daughter actually ended up with septic shoulder they, from a vaccination when she was six months old. They had, they tested her for meningitis. She didn't have that, but what she had, because it didn't land in the spinal cord, hers landed in her shoulder. It's the same, it was the same type of bacteria that would have caused a meningitis situation. But like I said, it landed in her shoulder and her shoulder was so inflamed that it f like froze up. Her whole, it was just, it was unbelievable. Oh my gosh, it was just a horrible thing. She was in the hospital for two weeks on intravenous antibiotics. It was, it was a horrible time in my life, okay? But all of these incidences, you know, they make you realize how thankful you are when you do find natural a natural route. And we could have lost my daughter. I mean, obviously, if I would have known about homeoprophylaxis and the natural stuff, and she never would have got sick in the first place. But it happened. We dealt with it. I probably became a stronger person for it because it was so horrible. And of course, the guilt, I felt so guilty. And when I asked the doctor, how could she get this? She said she had to get it through an open wound because it was that type of bacteria. I'm like, well, the only, only thing she had was immunization. She was a nursing baby. She wasn't even on solid foods yet. And so it was just, you know, one thing after another. You just learn about this stuff. But the meningitis, folks, if it's, if a person has a bacterial type of meningitis, we treat it like any other infection, any other bacterial infection. Kent wrote about apis. Now, see, obviously, belladonna is not going to work on bacterial meningitis. I would still give it because you don't know what kind of back, you know, meningitis it is. So I would always give it. If it doesn't help, then you move on. Apis was the remedy that Kent talked about with the brain cry that that children would scream because the pain in the head was so intense. And again, we know that. Apis is for any sort of inflammation on any of the linings of the body. So don't even hesitate to give it. But I would always give the remedies for infection as well. Knowing what what meningitis is and how it works, I would still give the mercurius, the silica, and even the pyrogenium if it was warranted. And I say the mercurius or heprosulf, like I said, for the infection, if the skin is dry, heprosulf, if the skin is moist, mercurius. And then the silica to get it out of the body. The apis like I said, is for the lining, to get that, that lining down, to get the inflammation down. Just like if you've got a bee sting, you know how apis will bring that 
inflammation down. That's also what it's going to do of the lining of the brain. Now, APIS has no remedies listed for antidoting. So you don't have to worry about nullifying any other remedies or any other remedies nullifying APIS. I have also used the belladonna for residual effects later after the meningitis has cleared up. And there's still that, that, that sound, the sensitivity to sound and light. I've used the belladonna for getting rid of that if there's something left over. So just know that you can handle this because if you go into the hospital, you lose you lose control. Like I say, they, they quarantine, then they put you on antibiotics and so on and so forth. So the story that prompted me to talk about this again today, this meningitis situation was there was um, this young lady came into my store. She's a good friend of mine. And she's like, Sue, did you hear about that family that had meningitis? I'm like, yes, I did. And she says, well, I don't know if she, it was her friend or a friend of a friend, but she knew the lady. So she left a message on her phone and said, you need to get belladonna for this, this child. Apparently they had taken the child into the hospital and from there they took a from a, this is a large hospital, and then from there they, they airlifted the child or ambulanced the child to a larger children's hospital, and I guess the prognosis was not very good. The outlook wasn't good because it was a viral meningitis, and as it turned out, the baby, so there's eight kids in the family, the baby was also symptomatic, and, you know, so it was just, you know it was viral. So then they, um, she said to this mom, who apparently the husband is a naturopath, and so she said to this mom, you need to get belladonna in this child. I don't care how you do it. You need to give this child belladonna. And she says, what is that? You know, so she, she got herself some belladonna. She didn't know anything about homeopathy. And so anyway, from there, so then my friend told her how to give the belladonna. She says, what can I give the rest of the family? She said, just give everybody belladonna. And so as it turns out, like I said, this, this naturopath didn't know anything about homeopathy. And so they they've learned a great lesson here now, but I think it was only what, two days later that the child left the hospital and the doctors are just like totally confused because here they had given this child a very poor prognosis and then the child just walked off and left the hospital healthy two days later. Um, the baby apparently pulled right out of it and the whole family was healthy. And so it's a miracle, okay? It's a miracle they could have lost their child just like when my son had meningitis and my husband didn't believe me because by the time he got home from work, my son was already trying to get off the couch. And here he had been so ill with 105 fever and, you know, we gave the belladonna and he just got better. And I says, I know it was meningitis. I said, honey, he had all the symptoms, you know. And he's like, oh, he did not. <sighs> anyway, and then two weeks later, he come home from work and had found out that this, the school district where we, he was working had um, a viral meningitis outbreak. Two boys had died because there's nothing they could do. And the schools had been closed. And it wasn't on the news. It wasn't in the radio or in the newspaper or anything. Like I said, they don't, unless there's something that they're going to gain from from the media, the news finding out and, you know, talking about it, there's always something they plan to gain when they spread a story like that. They either plan to get a whole new group of people immunized or vaccinated, or they plan to push through a new law. There's always something. So this family miraculously has everyone healthy again. And it's such a gift. And I told my friend, oh, by the way, and my friend said that the mom had said, I'm doing raindrop on him. And so apparently they were letting her in, even if the kid would have been quarantined. She said, I'm doing raindrop on him. And my friend says, stop. You can use oils, but don't use any peppermints. You know, and, and she, this friend of mine, is um, really big into essential oils. And she promotes all the essential oils. But she, 
at least knows enough that you cannot use the peppermint and the wintergreen and the spearmint and not be afraid that it's going to cancel some homeopathic remedy. So she said, stop using those. Just give the kid belladonna. And so she did. And it's so exciting. I'm just, I'm so excited. I told my friend, I'm so proud of you that you were level-headed enough and you were strong enough to, hey, you know what? Call, make that phone call. And and it's, it's up to them. The mom didn't have to listen to her. You know, she didn't have to take in that information. She didn't have to respond to her phone messages. But she did. If she was given a grace, she responded. She accepted that and she moved in that direction. And I'm so, so proud of her. And when I hear stuff like this, it's like, you know what? People are getting the message. People, they're learning this stuff. And it's just so exciting. But I wanted people who don't have time to listen to all my podcasts or don't don't know about my podcasts to know that they can jump on this show and say, this is meningitis. And meningitis is the same type of, like I said, it can be viral or bacterial. The viral meningitis is this in the same category of diseases that causes encephalitis, West Nile, and those other type of diseases that cause the meninges of the brain to swell. And belladonna, by the way, also, it causes that that congestion of the of the blood vessels. And so belladonna is also very, very efficient for just plain migraine headaches. You know, it's one of the top migraine headache remedies. It's one of the top urinary tract infection remedies because of the congestion and the burning, the blood, the red, the swollen, the throbbing. So just belladonna is just amazing for all of that. But like I said, in, when it comes to meningitis, you know that you can control and you can get your child well again. I had um, a flu bug in the house one time, and I, I suspect it was right along the whole meningitis group of viral remedies or, you know, diseases, because it affected each of the children worse. And as every child in the house got sick, it kept get, it intensified with each child. And you'll see that. I know I talked to a doctor one time years and years ago, and I says, why, why do the last kids get sick so much worse? And she says, that that's what happens with certain viruses. She says, it, it gains momentum and strengthens as it as it's passed down from one kid to another and so the first person in the house is usually well again within you know a couple of days and then the last child in the house is the one that's going to get the, the sickest because they've been exposed numerous times and their body finally plummets but so you know like I said when you have something in the house and depending on what it is Give the aconite and belladonna or the arsenicum if you feel it's something that's a, more of an exposure type situation or viral belladonna. So just, just you know, use the remedies and get your family healthy. That's what I was just telling my kids. I says, you know, with winter coming in, I says, kids, I says, let's take a couple of weeks here and just completely stop eating sugar. I don't even want no sugar in the house. I says, completely stop the sugar. Cut the carbs way, way down to a very dull roar. I says you can eat your Ezekiel toast, but only a half a sandwich at a time. Just take in the, the organic fresh vegetables and fruits. Limit your diet. Get your exercises outside, inside, whatever you got to do. I says and take this two weeks and just strengthen your bodies as we walk into the flu season. And I says you guys, I can't follow you around and make sure you're not eating your, you know, sugar or snacks or treats or whatever. I says, but do it for yourself. Let's all strengthen here and get strong and eat those super nutritious foods. Just tank up on nutrition right now. (laughs) I don't like to take a lot of supplements, but at times like this, when you're just really trying to strengthen the immune system, you know, we do take some herbs and, you know, extra vitamin C and things like that. So I, you know, I just want to stress to you that you can do this. If you suspect there's meningitis or like I said, just a bad headache, give everybody in the house a dose of belladonna and 
and then treat that sick child or treat that sick person in the family and get them to lay down, turn down the lights, and take care of them with the homeopathic remedies because they will get better. It's just amazing. It really, really is. So like I said, I just want to talk about that today and tell that little story because I was so proud of my friend. And I hear stories like this all the time. I really do. And it's like, and everyone's so afraid of meningitis. And yes, it, you have a right to be afraid because it's very painful. Like I said, we have the homeopathic remedies. We have the knowledge. We can fight it naturally. All right. So anyway, with that, I'm not going to keep you. I just want to say may God bless you and yours. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com, Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.